This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. So let's get to today's NBA slate on a Friday. Let's start in Detroit. The Pistons laying one and a half against the Hornets. The total 240 and a half. Jenks, do the Pistons deserve to be favored here? No. I think I'm about on the Hornets tonight. Seriously. I think I'm going with Charlotte, which I cannot believe I'm thinking about Charlotte in this game. But quietly, Charlotte's playing better basketball, at least against the number, because LaMelo Ball is back. That's been huge for them because clearly he's one of the best players in the NBA, best all-around players when he's healthy. But in their last seven games against the spread, Hornets are 5-2. and two. Detroit is 0-5 against the number in their last five home games, and they lose by an average of more than six points per. Also, when you look at the past few years, and you know, take this with a grain of salt, but the Hornets tend to match up well against the Pistons. They're 12-5 or 12-5 against the number in their last 17. I think you hold your nose and you just go with the Hornets here. I think so, too. And I would love to use some trends to my advantage here and say, oh, well, there are whatever against the number and so forth. But we're talking about two of the worst teams in the NBA. So how Charlotte (laughs) performs against like the Bucs or whoever is not really relevant here. I think this is just a matter of neither of these teams are good. The Hornets are playing a touch better as of late, even though they just got beat by Chicago, 114 at 98. But still, we're talking about the Pistons here. So if this game, uh, you're giving me a point and a half with the Hornets, I think you take it. I don't know if it would be my best bet. And Jinx, I think you are banking on the Hornets tonight. So good luck I to am. you, friend. Thank um, you. But yes, I don't think that the Hornets uh, are the much worse team in this matchup against the Pistons. And I know they've been bad on the road, but still, uh, yeah, I would take the Hornets as well. So let's go to Indiana where the Pacers and Kings square off. Kings laying three and a half here. Not seeing a total just yet. The Pacers played just last night in a narrow loss to the Lakers. And the Kings, normally I like playing the Kings when they're at home, but on the road, sometimes a different story. So, Jenks, what's your read here? Well, I just found out, according to Matt, that no to Aaron Fox for the Kings tonight. So, I was going to lay the three and a half of the Kings, but obviously, this is a guy who can put up points just at any time. He's a great scoring threat. So, now... I'm starting to lean Pacers. I I like Sacramento because Sacramento is the second best covering team on the road in the entire league. They're 15 and eight against the spread. And when they beat the Spurs a couple nights ago, they went eight of 27 from long range, which is not like them. So when they shoot better than if they shoot better tonight, I think they have a chance here, but with no to Aaron Fox, maybe I start leaning Pacers because they have Tyrese Halliburton back. Although it is the back end of a back-to-back now I'm, I'm essentially saying this is a no play for me. I like the Kings, but no Fox. I'm staying away. Yeah, I was just saying how the Kings haven't been great on the road because they're only 13 and 10 straight up. But against the number, they've actually been pretty profitable. 15 and 8 mm-hmm. ATS away. But looking at the Pacers against the spread at home, they've been good too. 17, 9, and 1 when playing in Indiana. So I think this is kind of a wash for me. I think I would play the Pacers if they didn't just play a very close, very tight game with the Lakers just last night. I don't really love playing teams when they're in that situation. How about you? Like if a team goes to overtime or is playing in a really hotly contested game the night before, is it a stay away from you? Most of the time, yeah. Those are teams that I like to say, okay, this is the team on a back end of a back-to-back. I do this in hockey all the time, so can I make a Mm -hmm. case for fading them? And if I can and on the back end, yes, that's something I always look at. 
All right, let's head out to D.C. next, where your Wizards are taking on the Trailblazers. Line in this Ooh. one is Wizards minus three and a half, total off the board. Jenks, you going in this game? You going to make it a uh, Friday let's get night? On the wiz- let's get on a Wizards train here. Come on. Plenty of good seats available for your Washington Wizards. Look, they've won six straight. They're red hot, but Damian Lillard has just been <laughs> that guy. What do the kids say? He is him. I mean, he has been so good. Listen to Damian Lillard's points in the past 12 games. 30, 50, 36, 40, 44, 25, 24, 37, 60, 30, 42, 42. He has been on an absolute tear. He's the reason why the Blazers went into Memphis a couple nights ago, and I had the Grizz laying points. Blazers won that game outright. I don't feel comfortable with the Wizards. At some point, I feel like they're going to let me down, and every time I bet on the Wiz, they generally do let me down. I want to see Damian Lillard's points prop. Now, it's probably jacked up. Maybe you don't get a good number because he's been on this tear, but the Wizards don't necessarily play great defense, and if this number is in the right spot, the way Dame Dalla's playing, I might look at a points prop for him. I don't think you're getting a ton of value there. I'm not going to lie. It's probably going to be pretty high. Because when you see yeah. these guys score a ton of points, and he's averaging quite a bit for the season, so he's not coming out of nowhere. But you're right. When he goes over his points prop, he usually goes over by a lot. The Wizards are not knowing known for being a defensive juggernaut either, so maybe it's the Damian Lillard show. But also, if you're factoring this into your handicap, you need to slow down a little bit. Because during that stretch, over the last five games, uh, this Portland team, only 3-2 and two ATS. So, yes, it's a winning record, but it's far from a guarantee that they are going to win or cover a number. So, I don't think I have an angle on this one that I like enough to bet on it. So, it is a pass for me. Let's go to Boston, where we have the Celtics laying 9.5 against the Suns. Total 224.5. The Celtics have gotten back to their curb stomping ways i should say in a (laughs) blowout win over the nets jinx do you think that's the case here against phoenix ah gosh i don't know i i would lean celtics because the celtics are are very good at covering the number at home or at least they have been recently i but here's the thing I don't feel comfortable because Phoenix, now that they've got Chris Paul back, even though they got blown out the other night by Atlanta, they've actually been pretty good. Six and two against the number in their last eight games. In fact, I misspoke. Celtics two and five against the number in their last seven at home. So I, I would lean Suns, but I, I, I still don't really trust a Phoenix team that can be – it's just like we saw against the Hawks, right? They should have won that game against Atlanta. They were favored. They were at home and they were healthier, and they got destroyed. I think the over might be the play here. I'm going to go against the money. I see some money coming in on the under, but total again set at 224 and a hook. You've got two top offenses, two of the top 10 offenses in the NBA here, and both teams are also in the top 10 in three-point shooting percentage. I think we see a back-and-forth game, and I think that's a safer play, so I'm going to go over. I've seen some articles talking about Chris Paul possibly being traded. When you think a player is in talks to be traded, how do you think this affects their play? Do you think Chris Paul is going to try to put on a show as somebody who is really in dire need Mm -hmm. of a ring? I don't think he needs to. He's Chris Paul. If you were a younger player and you're a guy who needs to prove yourself or you think you're going to be moved, then okay. 
You know, maybe you need to play above the way you normally play. Maybe you need to play above your head a little bit, make some sort of statement. But he's CP3. He's the point guard. Everyone knows what he brings to the table. And he's been very good since returning from injury. That time off, I don't know if it was rest or whatever it was. He was able to work on his game a little bit. But he has been so much better since returning from injury as opposed to how he started the season. So if he keeps this up, particularly when talking about a guy like we have years and years of a sample size for who he is. So I wouldn't play too much into that just because he's such a known commodity. Oh, for sure. He doesn't have anything to prove, uh, even though I'm right. sure he wants to win a ring. I think as far as this number goes, I think I'd still lay it with the Celtics. If you look at the stretch where the Celtics have not been covering numbers, it's just because they've had massive numbers to lay, even against good teams. They were laying seven and a half against the Lakers, which we know the Lakers are playing much better as of late because they have LeBron and Anthony Davis both playing, uh, laying eight and a half against the Knicks. The Knicks aren't great, but usually they can keep it close with people. Uh, and then also laying nine against the Nets, and that game was an absolute blowout. And these games that Phoenix has been covering mm, against San Antonio, against Toronto, against <laughs> Charlotte, yeah. it's a little different. So I think this is a Boston team that uh, can fully beat the brakes off of Phoenix. Hopefully I'm not wrong here, but I do like the Celtics here. Let's go to Houston, Raptors, Rockets. Raptors laying five and a half on the road, not seeing a total just yet. Jenks, I feel like you like a Pascal Siakam angle here. Now, you talk about guys that are going to go out and prove something. This is a guy who may go off. I mean, he's been awesome this season. I'm just such a fan of his game because – He's so well-rounded as a player, and you never talk about him. I really like the Raptors here. The Rockets have won two straight, which for them is like <laughs> a 15-game winning streak. But they've done it without Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr., so that's stunning to me. I just don't think that's sustainable. You're still talking about the worst offense in the NBA. Raptors are 16-10 and 10 against the number on the road, so they hit at a clip of about 61%. So I would look at a Siakam prop. I'm going to roll with the Raptors tonight in H-Town. Yeah, I like that. And I do think that angle can pertain to some other players. Let's skip ahead for a second, go to the Sixers and the Spurs, because there's another factor that goes into this. What is the matchup? And you were just talking about the Raptors-Rockets game. The Rockets are not great defensively. So even on a normal run-of-the-mill night, it's a good matchup for whoever is playing them. I think the same can be said for the Spurs and Sixers game. The Spurs give up the most points in the NBA, and we have Sixers, James Harden, who tweeted out or I keep saying tweeted his Instagram story said the disrespect so I wouldn't be surprised if James Harden goes out and dishes out a bunch of mm -hmm. assists because like I said the Spurs give up a ton of points there is more opportunity so wouldn't be surprised if James Harden goes off for more listen to the daily tip presented by BetMGM weekday mornings from 6 to 9 eastern on the BetQL network the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts